listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Beltway Beef podcast. This is Ashley, and today I'm joined by one of our members, Jacqueline Wilson. And Jacqueline has been extremely involved in our International Trade Policy Committee. Jacqueline, we are very excited that you could join today. Thanks, Ashley. I appreciate it. It's exciting times right now in the beef industry. Absolutely. Well, will you just start by telling us a little bit about your background and how you're involved with NCBA? Sure, absolutely. So I'm a commercial cow-calf operator from Lakeside, Nebraska. It's on the western edge of the Nebraska Sandhills. So my family homesteaded there in 1888. I'm the fifth generation that's back um, working full-time with my dad. Him and I are partners in our Red Angus and Red Composite cow herd. Um, along with that, I do a, we do a direct-to-consumer beef sell business called Flying Diamond Beef. Um, I got started back, geez, I think I've been part of NCBA. I can't even think of how many years now, but I um, kind of worked my way up through our local affiliate, got involved in our state affiliate, was a chair of the Cow-Calf Council here for Nebraska Cattlemen and served on the exec committee and then started to get my feet wet into NCBA coming up through their young, what at that time was called the Young Producer Council that kind of transferred over into Young Beef Leaders and then um, got involved on their resolutions committee where I've served as chair uh, two different terms. And then my, my passion has always been um, international trade. Uh, I think when most people travel, they like to sit on beaches. For some reason, I love to visit packing plants and, and operations overseas. And so I think that was kind of a great fit for me. And I currently serve as the vice chair now of international trade. And so we're pretty excited about some of the things that are going on right now, especially with the, the latest on labeling. And, and I think that's probably what we're going to visit about here today. Yeah, let's dive right into that. So there was an announcement yesterday by USDA that they are going to do a top to bottom review of the product of the USA label. And that's actually something NCBA and your policy committee group has been working on for for quite some time now. So can you just talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, so so the neat part was, is that, you know, I think a lot of people don't understand really how policy works on NCBA level, um, especially on the national level. And usually what happens is a, a group of producers or state affiliate come forward with an idea. And there was some concerns about maybe some um, um, misinformation out there in terms of what the consumers were understanding. And so the International Trade Committee put together a working group. Uh, the vice chair at that time was Gene Copenhagen from Virginia. He led that working group. A great group of individuals served on that, most of whom I know um, personally that represent a vast array of the sectors, you know, everything from Brangus breeders down in Texas to, to you know, livestock auction reps. And, and they came up with this they, understanding that, yes, there might be some concerns about how things are currently labeled. And so that was something that they worked hard and diligently on and then and then took that forward um, to the rest of the committee. And it was approved to go ahead and try to work on that petition by the NCBA staff. And so, you know, I think it was a great testament to understanding what the producers out in the countryside wanted and, and being able to carry that through in a way that, you know, I mean, it doesn't include lawsuits or anything like that. I think they're really we're really trying to go about doing it the right way to get some, maybe some better transparency in, in terms of our labeling right now. And so can you talk a little bit more about what the group at NCBA found was the issue with the product of the USA label? Well, that's exactly it right there. It's just, it's just the, it's just the labeling. Um, you know, I think 
um, when a consumer goes to the grocery store right now, and especially we're seeing this more and more, COVID has kind of opened the gates for that. You know, people, are, of course, are interested in where their food comes from. And so being able to share uh, where that food comes from with the consumer, I think, is important on a voluntary level. And with the product of the U.S., we were having cattle from that were being exported in that were either minimally processed or repackaged at USDA facilities, and they were able to get that label product of the U.S. And so I think, you know, when a consumer reads that, they automatically assume that that label is as from cattle that are that are born, raised, and harvested in the U.S., and that was not the case. And so we just wanted to make sure that there was some transparency there. You know, there's there's so many opportunities out there that if producers want to label, you know, go through PVPs, or in our case, we actually tokenized a group of feedlot steers in order to verify where they came from. You know, there's so many opportunities out there for producers to do that. But I think, you know, as long as it remains voluntary and the producers can choose, um, what programs that they want to get into, you know, and I'd, and I've always said in terms of traceability, you know, process of elimination is not is not a way to to verify traceability. And I think by by working on this label change, um, I think it's a great way to show that our consumers that we're committed to making sure that they they do have that information if they're willing, if they're if they're wanting that information about where their product comes from. And so last month, NCBA actually filed a petition um, for USDA to eliminate the product of the USA label. And part of that petition was saying that we should replace product of the USA with processed in the USA. And then the second step is that we wanted to work with USDA and work with producers to use process verified um, labels, so PVPs, and so they would be verified source origin. And so can you just talk a little bit about the benefits of using a source verified label for producers and, and what that does essentially to their bottom line? Absolutely. And I think the way that I'm going to kind of answer that question is I'm going to talk about it more on a personal level with what we do on our direct to consumer business, you know, because it's a completely voluntary decision that we made that we want our consumers that purchase our product to understand where that product is coming from. And one of the one of the main important parts is, is, is if, a, if a consumer comes up to us and says, hey, can you verify that this is your product? You know, it's it's challenging. Uh, I mean, I can sit here and I say, well, yes, it comes from my ranch and I raised it, but can I actually prove it? And that's the great part about some of these PVP programs out there that if producers want to take the time and energy um, to put, you know, the resources that they have into verifying where their product comes from. I mean, it's great. This this June 7th, we actually did a big event here at the ranch. What we did is we came in, we pulled DNA samples on cattle, we did facial recognition and biometrics on cattle, and then we also implanted it with a Bluetooth sensor um, that will sends um, what we call proof of life. And it's all, this is all tokenized. So we blockchained, we blockchained the group of feedlot steers, which has never been, which has never happened here in the US yet. And I think so what we're trying to do is we're trying to prove without a without a doubt that our consumers that are asking for this and that we're willing to put the time and energy in on a voluntary basis, you know, they're able to access anything that we can provide them. And so that's that's I think one of the great benefits about PVP um, programs, especially is, you know, if the producer wants to take the time because there are consumers that do want to know exactly where their food comes from and if the producers are willing to put in the work, you know, um, I think they, they can be rewarded on a financial level. And, and for us, I know it's, it's been worth it for sure in order to be able to, to say that, Hey, we can tell you where our beef from, comes from. And not only that, but we can back it up and this and this, and this is how we're able to back it up. 
Well, it sounds like USDA's announcement yesterday and, and the work that NCBA has been doing certainly goes hand in hand. And ultimately, that work is a win-win for producers and consumers. Absolutely. And I really want to, uh, you know, compliment USDA and especially Secretary Vilsack for recognizing, you know, it's, I think it's always from a, from a member of NCBA, you know, I'm, I'm always really encouraged by the respect that NCBA has in, in DC. And, and that, and, and as we can see in this administration, that spans both multiple types of different administrations. And I think that that's something that's a testament to, to the DC staff, but you know, those DC staff are going under direction of, of the grassroots organizations and the producers that are pushing these thoughts processes and these policies or ideas forward. And so, you know, I think um, as long as we continue to, to work together as an industry and try to find solutions to maybe some of these kind of cloudy or gray areas, I think the beef industry can definitely continue to move forward. But definitely, this is a great step by USDA and in, in recognizing that there is an issue here. And I'm, I'm, as a producer, I'm I'm highly encouraged by the the quickness of which they jumped on the petition from NCBA and and their willingness to move forward and look into this more. Well, Jacqueline, we appreciate you being on the podcast today and and all the hard work that you've done for this issue. And I know you are calling in from the ranch. So thank you so much for just taking a few minutes out of your day to talk to us. This has been another episode of Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify at Beltway Beef, also on Twitter at Beltway Beef. We'll see you next time. 